You are listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa De Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So before we jump right into it, I have a couple of things to share with you. And the first is my Amiga Moms self-care event. I am hosting an event on September 17th, 2022 at the gorgeous Spa O in Secaucus, New Jersey. Spa O was recently featured on the Real Housewives of New Jersey because it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. The event will include a light brunch, bubbly massages, access to the gorgeous spas, pool and hot tub and sauna, and of course, a workshop done by me focused on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth. So if you're interested in signing up, please visit freetobemindful.com backslash Amiga Moms, which is also found in the show notes. And there's no guarantee that tickets will be available really longer than a week, I can imagine. So make sure that you get yours first. Also, I am a co-creator of a movement called Mindfulness with People of Color, where we see you because we are you, and we are hosting our quarterly retreat, and that's held all via Zoom on Saturday, August 27th. You can visit the show notes to get the registration link and for more information. So this episode does mention kids a little bit more than others does, as we are talking about going back to school with healthy habits, really prepping for back to school. But don't be fooled. As with everything, kids don't do things just for themselves. So even though we're talking about back to school, again, it's more about helping you help your kids because it's going to help you in the long run. So I always aim to be aware of what's happening around the world because we do have listeners from really all over the place. And while I can't speak for everyone, I know that in the U.S., most schools in the South have already been back to school for about a week or two. In the Northeast, though, and in case you couldn't tell from the accent people say I have, I'm from Jersey, (laughs) and we are still trying to soak in the last bits of summer as most schools do return back to school right after Labor Day, which is the unofficial end of summer. And I myself have not gone back to school shopping for my own kid, which reminds me I really need to get on that. And it also reminds me, by the way, of when I was a kid, I'd get super excited. And not only for the Lisa Frank super colorful backpacks and trapper keepers and folders and pencils. (laughs) And if you know who Lisa Frank is, you are my people. But I'd also get excited about getting new sneakers because it was about the only time during the year that I'd get brand new sneakers. And besides going shopping for supplies and cute outfits, There is other prep that we as parents need to do, not only for our kids, but again, also for ourselves. So here we go. Three major tips on helping you get prepped for going back to school. 
So whether your kid has not gone back to school yet, or if they just went back, have a conversation with them about expectations. Now, for all of you who were raised by old school parents, just like me, this translated into rules that you had to follow to not get fill in the blank, whatever your blank was. However, when we change it from rules to expectations, and when we discuss these expectations with our kids and let their voices be heard as we're creating these expectations, It not only helps your relationship with your kids, which is super important, but it creates a bigger buy-in for them following these rules slash expectations. And that makes it more likely that they will follow these expectations because you've created them together. So I see having these set of expectations just as having a set routine that not only you know for your kid, but that your kid also knows for themselves. So for example, in my house, my eight-year-old knows that when he comes back from school, he has to wash his hands, he changes out of his school clothes, he eats a snack, he goes to whatever school activity he has, depending on the day, right? It could be different. He has to do his homework, whether he has an activity after after the activity, then he gets his homework done. Or if he doesn't have an extracurricular activity, then he gets his homework done right away. He knows that he can only play on the switch after 3 p.m. during the weekdays and only after he does all of his homework for that day. He knows that he needs to be off the switch by 8 p.m., although I'm considering changing it to 7.30. And after that, we play a family game or read portions of a chapter book that we read together, pending on, again, the day and any extracurricular after-school activities, because sometimes they run a little bit late. And then he knows he needs to be showered and in the bed by 9 p.m. And if you were to ask my kid, he would give you the same exact breakdown and the same exact timeframes. And that, my friends, is key, that they know the expectations or the routine just as well as you do. When he was younger, we used to have visuals and I used to print them out and put it in a common area so that he would see it every day so that he knows what comes first, second, or third. Now that he's eight, he knows it by memory. And as they get older, they should have it by memory. But if you need to post them, please post them because it shouldn't be a surprise as to what do I do now or what do I have to get done? They should know exactly what your expectations are. And know that a routine doesn't always have to look the same on every single day. But the main key is that you are consistent about it. So know that your routine doesn't have to look the same as my routine, but you should have one in order to almost guarantee success within your household. And more important than having a routine is implementing it consistently. And if my words were actually written out right now, consistent would be in caps and in bold font. Because being consistent with our kids of any age is super duper important. And for parents, yeah, it gets annoying. And it takes so much effort and it takes a lot of time to reinforce and to make sure that they're following whatever it is that you want them to follow or that you have created together. But 
if you do this for three to four weeks, if you are consistent with reminding them of what they have to do and redirecting them when they fall off track, all of that time and work pays off because then they're able to do it for themselves during the school year. And I mean, what would you prefer? Putting an effort for one month or having screaming matches for nine full months of the school year? Really, you pick. So that brings us to our second tip, which is in regards to homework, and it's actually also tied with having expectations and being consistent. And that is cleaning up and having your materials ready. So in your house, it'd be great if your child has a consistent spot to do their homework. So I think of a desk that they have or a kitchen or a living room table. It's always preferred to have a space where electronics are not going to be too much of a distraction. And if they're young, it's always preferred where there is a space where grown-up eyes um, can be watching them and be redirecting them if they need it. So when they are done doing their homework from the same spot every single day, it's super important for us to teach them that every paper has a home. Just like a turtle has a home on their back all of the time, it's really important that every document be placed in their folder in their backpack or every electronic document be placed in a folder in a Google Drive or whatever it is that they use. Whether it be hard copy or electronic, papers just shouldn't be floating around everywhere. And sometimes we tell our kids, organize your stuff. But do we ever really teach them how to organize? And sometimes that can be really overwhelming and hard to do from a teacher's point of view to a classroom, although the steps there, the foundation could also be laid there. But truly start at home because then you'll see a big difference and how that's translated into a classroom. So once everything is in its place, right? Every paper has a home, it's in a folder somewhere, things are placed back into the backpack or book bag, whatever it is that you say, um, then make sure that a Chromebook or whatever electronic device that they may have, as many of them do because of the times that we're living in, make sure that that is charged so that it's ready for the next day. Make sure it's plugged into the wall and that the backpack is right next to that device. Because just imagine if their Chromebook is in their room and then the books and materials are in the living room and then their backpack is on the stairs. That takes the already rushed and overwhelmed feelings in the morning from like a two to a 100. And then the screaming matches begin. And really, as parents and caregivers, we should aim for mornings to be as stress-free as possible for our kids so that when they get to school, they have a good attitude and they're starting the day on a good foot. In my home, we place a Chromebook plug in the kitchen. And the reason for that is that when my kids eats his breakfast in the morning at the kitchen table, after he knows he has to put the bowl of cereal away, he then goes right to his device, unplugs it, put it in his backpack, which is right next to it, and then places his backpack right by the stairs so that it's an easy grab and go on our way out the door when we're ready to leave our house. Again, stressing the consistency these first few weeks, you'll have to remind them each and every day to do each and every step. And again, that takes time and that takes effort.
But after a while, trust me, it does stick. It may just take a little bit longer for some of us than for others, but it does stick. But only and only if you are super consistent with having that expectation set for them and reminding them of each and every step. And I know it's easy to think of, well, I told them once or twice, or I told them this week, why can't they just remember it for the next week? They're still kids and we are still, and will always be the grownups. So it's our responsibility, our job, our role to really help our kids set these steps. And then moving to the last, and in my opinion, the most important tip is getting enough sleep. Now, you know that even for us, we can't just say one day, I'm going to go to sleep an hour earlier today from one day to the next. Our bodies just don't function that way. But if we do about 10 minutes early every day, they can start going to bed a little bit earlier. And know that bedtime begins long before you put your pajamas and get in the bed. It's all about having a bedtime routine. Our brains feed off of routines and knowing what comes next. Just think about the school day. They know on Monday they have PE, Tuesday they have art, Wednesday they have music, whatever the routine is. They know what their periods are every single day. They know exactly what time is recess and or lunchtime. And at home, we can set up these types of things as well. So whatever your evening looks like, Try as much as possible to do things in a similar order, even when the time is thrown off, because sometimes the times will be thrown off if they have a late practice or a game, or if you have something that you needed to do. So whatever the case may be, make sure that it always sticks to the same order as much as possible. And maybe it looks like, you know, make sure that homework is done, putting all the materials away in its place, dinner, cleaning up picking out the next day's clothes, bath, and bed, whatever it is or however it is that works best for you. And with the conversation of going to bed and getting enough rest every night goes along the conversation of electronics. And what do we do with those? Because we know that even for us, what stands mostly in the way of a human and getting enough sleep is electronics of any device. So my always suggestion I always have for any family that I work with is that put any and all electronic devices in a basket in your room. You can't trust your kid to get off the phone because they need to get to bed. They just can't make those types of decisions and they get major FOMO that's fear of missing out in case you didn't know, they get major FOMO of this whole other world of socialization after hours. It's like they really have another part of their day where the socialization continues on whatever app it is that they choose to use. And by the way, don't think that the phone is enough. If your kid has a computer, a laptop, an iPad, an iWatch, anything, any other electronic, a Switch, a a PS5, anything it is in their room, literally get a basket, confiscate all of their stuff, and then place it in your room. And depending on your kid's age, maybe you can place it in a common area and you don't need to place it in your room. Like as I shared for my kid, we charge the Chromebook in the kitchen. 
but I know that that works in my household for a fact. I know that he's not getting up in the middle of the night trying to get onto his Chromebook because if he were, my puppy would be waking up the whole neighborhood if he heard anybody walking around our house in the middle of the night. So sometimes that may work placing it by their backpacks, as I mentioned in tip number two. But if it doesn't, then you will want to get a basket, make sure that everything is placed in your room where they don't have the access to that, where again, they have one less distraction in their own room so that they can hopefully get in their bed and actually sleep. And remember, as I shared, these tips are for ourselves too. While most of them have to do with kids, know that if you don't begin to prep and practice these tips before the school year starts or at the very beginning of the year, think about it. Who is the one who's going to be ripping their hair out when their kid just doesn't listen or when their kid just doesn't remember what to do first, next, and last? And if you have any other healthy habit ideas for going back to school that you know works for your home and you'd like to share and recommend them with other parents, please screenshot the podcast right now and make sure that you tag me on Instagram or Facebook, wherever it is that you hang out. I mostly hang out on Instagram and I could be found at Counselor V De Jesus. And I'll be sure to reshare you on my stories so that we can share our good suggestions and advice with each other. And I'm a huge believer in helping each other out. And with that, I wish you a successful return to the school year. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, Think about for a moment some of the tips that we shared. Think about what may work in your home. Think about what one thing you can implement today, this week, consistently. So often we hear ideas, advice, suggestions and recommendations and we think oh that's a great idea but then we don't really take the opportunity to reflect on it and think about how we will make that change or how we will implement that for ourselves and if that part isn't done then we're less likely to actually carry through with that great idea to take these moments to think of the how, to think of what you need to make this change, to identify things or people who will be of great support, and then to have the belief in yourself and in your kid that you can make it happen. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, 
you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.